This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And welcome into The Onside Kick, your one-stop shop here at Most Valuable Podcast for all the greatest football news and analysis. And we got a jam-packed show, Mark, but before we get into the show, what do I have to do? I got to do some housekeeping. Yeah, clean that house. This is what we're going to do. Are we cleaning the house or are we keeping the house? We're going to clean it. And the first thing, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast link down below in the description. If you like what we're doing here, want to help us do more things, want to help keep these lights on, give us a buck or two. However, if you can't, you still get all of our content for free. However, if you want to be like Patrick, who's going to be on the show tonight, then you can be on the show. That is all down below in the Patreon link in the description. Second off, if you're on iTunes, you're listening to us on iTunes, you have an iTunes account, please give the onside kick a succulent five-star rating on iTunes, and then do the same for the Primetime Podcast, the Rick and Johnny Podcast, and the Fast Break. It would mean the world to us. And then finally, I'm not wearing it today, Mark, but we are selling MVP t-shirts. If you want your own MVP t-shirt, want to let the world know that you listen to Most Available Podcasts, you like Most Available Podcasts, that and those directions down below in the description as and well. about that, the first MVP mm-hmm. t-shirts will be going out yes, they will. Um, this week. Yes, so, they will. So you got to get your hands on it. You, you already missed it. Be You're not going to be the first. You can still be one of the first, like Mark yep. just said. Invoice 00001 <laughs> has gone out. Mm-hmm. So, But you can be 0002. Yes. Right? Do not I shirt know? number two, but yeah. Yeah, you invoice number two. Yeah. That's what you could be. You could be the second person that to pay for it. That is down below yeah. in the description. But Mark, jam-packed mm-hmm. show. We're looking at some NFL playoff news because two weeks left in the playoffs? NFL season. We're talking playoffs? And we're going to look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Could they make a run in the playoffs? Then we're going to have Patrick, one of our patrons, on. He's going to want to talk about the Chicago Bears and the head coaching situation. Yep. That is going to go on in Chicago probably this offseason. Black Monday, I'm assuming, John Fox gets the call that he's been fired. Then we're going to end the show with some more coaching talk, talking about the Cowboys and a- answering the question of, should Jason Garrett be fired by the Dallas Cowboys? We're going to answer that question later in the show, and then we're going to end everything by making our picks. But let's start NFL playoffs. The Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is a team – I was just looking on our channel. We love to talk about the Jaguars. Not only did we do the preview four months ago, not only did we also do the predictions four months ago, two months ago, Brandon and I, during your vacation, had the segment of how serious should we be taking the Jaguars. I was all over them. And then half a year ago, me and you discussed, is it finally time to believe in the hype with Jacksonville? This is a team, 10 wins right now, and if chaos ensues in these next two weeks, they could be a first-round buy team. So I'm going to ask you this. Whether they are the third, whether they are the second seed, whether they are the fourth, fifth, or sixth, I'm going to ask you this. Can the Jaguars make a run in the playoffs? You know, the interesting thing about the Jaguars, we keep we, – we say it in the in – the, and this was our big kind of theme mm-hmm. for, for them in the offseason was – Every year they look great on paper, and every year we always wonder, is this it? Is this going to be it? You know, ever since kind of Blake Bortles um, has shown up in 2014. And 
showing up, finally showed up by it. being drafted, yeah. not by playing. Yeah, up. that was in yeah. 2015 that he actually yeah. threw for 4,400 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are this interesting team where they have this amazing run game, the best run game you can have. Mm-hmm. They've got this great defense, the best defense you can have in the NFL. They have pretty good passing attack, not amazing, but it's been good enough really, really helped by the running game. Uh, you know, Blake Bortles is Blake Bortles. So, and I and I don't want to insult anybody who's a fan of him. This has mm-hmm. been a good year for him. Uh, he's never going to be the most accurate passer. Um, he will always probably throw a good amount of interceptions. This year has been amazing Blake Bortles standards for interceptions. Uh, the way it stands right now, he threw half as many interceptions this year as he did the year prior. Mm-hmm. Um so the Jacksonville Jaguars are in a really good shape right now. Should we buy into them? Yes. I do think we should. And the reason I say that is because I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are a better team than the Tennessee Titans, than the Buffalo Bills, than quite potentially the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that this Jaguars defense destroys the Kansas City Chiefs offense. You think so? I think the Kansas City Chiefs would stand no chance against this defense. Uh, and Leonard Fournette, I'm going to put him above Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. The problem that the Jacksonville Jaguars have, and the flip side of that is, they're not better than the Steelers. They're not better than the Patriots. However, and this is the thing I wanted to bring up, and this wasn't the big thing, but it was one of the things of, so they've beaten the Steelers already. Mm-hmm. However, that was the kind of, I'm going to call it the anomaly game of, Big Ben threw five interceptions. Yeah. Obviously, because that's, it's that's, a great defense. Let's yeah. Not, let's not take away from the Jaguars. But that's not going to happen again if they play, right? He's not going to throw five INTs. He might throw one or two in a bad game if he has yeah. one, but we're not going to see a 0 for 5 performance. It's pretty from Big rare ben. that a quarterback, any quarterback, throws mm-hmm. five interceptions. Unless it's like Drew Brees, Matt Ryan style. Yeah. Where they're just chucking the ball and it's like, well, they're bound to happen. Eventually, I'm going to get someone to mm-hmm. catch it. Now, the flip side of the Steelers is, you know, Antonio Brown's got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know there's some injury concerns with him uh, from the game against the, the Patriots. Now, the big thing that matters for Jacksonville when I'm looking at him is what's going to happen these next couple weeks, you know, because it really depends. I mean, if they get a first round bye, that's the best situation possible because then they're probably going to face a team they can beat Mm -hmm. in the wild card round. Like I said, I think they're better than the chiefs, the Titans, the bills. I think they're probably, they're going to play the Titans week 17 too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll really get a good answer to to that question right there. Um, When they have that, because that essentially is going to be playoff round one Mm -hmm. for these teams. You know, you want to get that upper edge. Uh, especially because the Titans might be competing for a spot. Yeah. Um, You know, the Ravens are right there with them. The Chargers are not far off either. I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars can beat any of these teams below them. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think seeding is really going to matter. They want to make sure they have an easier road in. Well, and the interesting thing for the Jaguars, and I want to throw this out there, is right now they're the three seed as we record this podcast on Tuesday. However... Their next two games, the next game that they're playing against this week, not saying it's a for sure loss, but Jimmy Garoppolo don't lose. Jimmy Garoppolo, when he starts, he don't lose games, Mark. He is undefeated. So there is a possibility you lose one game, 
And then the Chiefs and Titans could jump you based off of tiebreakers, but there could be a chance that you well, you'd lose. have to lose two games for either. However, of those teams. but if like you lose that one, the big one then is the Titans because you play them week seventeen, mm-hmm. you lose that game and you lose two to end it, then you're no longer the division champion. You are now a fifth and sixth seed and have to go on the road that wild card week. But let's not get too excited about the Titans. Mm-hmm. They got to play the Rams. This no, week. I know. I'm just saying, like, if let's say the Titans can't do win it, yeah. there's that possibility. And the only reason why I'm hoping the Titans beat the Rams and that, like, I wouldn't mind if the Jaguars lost because right now I was looking at the Week 17 games and we're probably going to have a Week 17 where it's like, well, none of these games matter because the playoffs are all locked up. Potentially, like, but there's potentially a lot of we teams can get just... That. A lot of teams sitting at eight and six mm-hmm. right now, seven seven it, in the AFC. It all depends on what we're going to get in Week 16. But the Jaguars, the thing I wanted to bring up is you mentioned it right now. Blake Bortles is having a great season. Reason why he's not turning over the football in the last few games that they have played, no interceptions. Three to zero against the Texans. Three are two and zero against the um, Seahawks. Two and zero against the Colts. He's not throwing. The last time he went 0-for-1 was the Arizona loss. was the last interception. He didn't have a touchdown. The thing that this is this season is reminding me of a little bit, there are some differences. Like I think the defense is a lot better for this Jacksonville team, but the team I'm going to compare them to, I'm comparing them to the Cowboys of last year. Hmm. Quarterback played well. Obviously, Dak a lot better skill-wise than Blake Bortles this year. However, Blake Bortles is just doing what he has to do. And you could even say Blake Bortles has been doing well enough because it's like, I don't care if this receiver gets injured, that receiver gets injured, I'll throw to backups. And I'm still getting the job done. But the big thing that is the main link in the offense is they both have primetime running backs. Zeke last year, rookie year. Fournette having a phenomenal rookie year. This year... But the big reason why I feel like they are in the position they are now, and I don't want to say this taking anything away from the Jaguars, but you got to look at it. Last year, the Cowboys were, what, 13-3 and during the regular season. Their strength of schedule was a 4-6-5. Right now, if you look at tankathon.com, the strength of schedule for Jacksonville is a 4-20. So, I mean, I kind of look at it and go, yes, you've been playing well, but really shouldn't you be in this situation because your strength of schedule hasn't been as tough as what we've seen with other teams? Yeah, and I I think that, you know, the strength of schedule certainly is going to help and and could potentially inflate some some stats. But Mm -hmm. I I think you mentioned a good thing with the injuries. Um, This is a team that, if they are going to make an impact in the playoffs, you know, got to be healthy. They have to be healthy, and right now, if Leonard Fournette uh, and his quad injury, mm-hmm. that kills the team. I mean, that defense will still be there, but Blake Bortles is not going to function the way Blake Bortles needs to function if he doesn't have a solid run game. Um, and I, I think that's the caveat that I guess I should have gotten to before. But this is a team where if Leonard Fournette is not there in the playoffs, and I don't really see why he wouldn't be, mm-hmm. um, he's got plenty of time to rest. I can't see them really going anywhere. I can see them stopping the opponent from scoring and it being like a nine to three, nine to six win or something like that. Um, 
but I just can't imagine them actually really doing very much if Fournette's not there. Now, they, they won this past week without him, mm-hmm. so you, they got that. But a big test will be against San Francisco because San Francisco's been pretty tough against the run, um, especially lately. So that'll be interesting to have these backups have to go up against a team that has a good uh, run-stop ability. Well, and I think the big thing when it comes to – I want to jump to the playoffs. Let's say they do mm-hmm. have Fournette back for the sake of argument – the thing that right now, if they do win their final two, like, I'll be honest, they should be favored against the 49ers, should be favored against the Titans. Not saying that that means if de facto they're going to win, but, but they should be the favorite yeah. in those. Let's say they do win both of them. They stick at the three seed. The big thing is, like, if you are then the Jaguars, is like you said, let's go off of what you were saying. They play the Buffalo Bills right now. I think they can beat the Bills. Yeah, I think there's no problem they beat the Bills in Jacksonville. The only problem I have is can you beat the other two teams ahead of you? And I know Jacksonville fans are going to say, but Ricky, 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 you said we already beat the Steelers. Not a problem. We got them. However, the second time a team sees you could be a little bit different yeah, than they've the first time. They could see things. Okay, this is what we're going to do. However, the thing I want to go with is just for the sake of argument – Let's say they do beat the Steelers again. The thing is, can this team beat the? Can they not just beat one of these teams potentially? Could they beat both the Steelers and the Patriots? Like, mm-hmm. there's a potential of if you're Jacksonville, there's a potential where you have to go on that run because let's be honest. Let's say right now the three and four seeds win in the AFC. Jaguars would have to play the Steelers. Chiefs would have to play the Patriots, and except for this year, Week One, the Patriots have had anybody's number. Yeah, except the Ravens in some certain playoff situation. Fun fact that we'll give credit to: uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Patriots once mm-hmm. this year. It was in the preseason. It was yeah. Week One. Um, so, so when Tom Brady was wearing his UGG boots on the it sideline. doesn't matter, <laughs> but it happens. We'll mm-hmm. give you credit for it. Um, you know, I, I really think that. You know, I, I don't want to take away anything from Jacksonville's defense because they deserve mm-hmm. uh, a win against the you know the win against the Steelers that they had because getting five interceptions from any quarterback is a big deal. I don't want to take especially that away. one like Big Ben. Yeah, but the flip side of it was they had a the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even though they started okay, their first five games they were three and two before mm-hmm. they went on this really really long win streak. It wasn't a great start for them. Um, You're talking about for Jacksonville? No, for, for the Steelers. Oh, okay. The Steelers' start wasn't amazing. Well, I and mean, you could say the same thing for Jacksonville. No, I, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is the Steelers' start wasn't amazing. They are a team that has gone on a big run now. They are a team that is used to the playoffs. So they're a different team than you saw before. Exactly. It's the same thing that I said a while ago mm-hmm. about about the Seattle Seahawks. Of Who cares what they're doing You know, in September? Let's see them play in December and November. I'm going to use the same thing. I'm going to just throw this at you devil's advocate style. Mm -hmm. You could say the same thing for the Jaguars because before the bye. To an extent, but you can't say the same thing because the Jaguars are not a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers who perennially go to the the playoffs. The only thing I'm playing devil's advocate here is before their bye in week eight, Cue the Ricky Widmer joke of, ah, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll win the odd weeks, lose the even weeks. Yeah. Ever since the bye, it's been straight win, except for 
that Cardinal game. And I'm not saying it as like yeah. the, the Steelers, like I get what you're saying. They've been to the playoffs. They know what to expect. Mm. Tomlin's going to coach them up for, oh, for the sure. playoffs. But this Jacksonville team, and that was one thing I was going to throw out there, it, it, it kind of goes into also of we're playing hot right at the right time. That Cowboy mm-hmm. team that I mentioned from last year, do you think they if they got the choice and I said, hey, you can have your two losses, week I'm going to go week three and week six compared to 13 and 17, they'd take that. They'd go, you know what, we'll take our winning streak through the end of the regular season into the playoffs. Potentially, but I think that with that being said for the Jaguars, you had to take your other point into a two of strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Teams that they beat, the Colts, the Bengals, the Browns, yep. the Colts, the Texans without Deshaun Watson. Yes, they beat the Seahawks in there. Yes, they beat the Chargers. The only teams thing as well. devil's advocate about the Seahawks are the Seahawks the same Seahawks. That we're used to. Yeah, Seahawks are a really weird team this they're, year. They're, they're hard to assess. They're a team that uh, is getting a little old and getting a little hurt on that defense. Yeah, they're they're a tough team to assess this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just sitting barely out of the playoffs. Yep. right now in the NFC. Um, so I don't I don't know how to feel about them. I think they'll I think they can I still believe that the Seahawks will sneak their way into the mm-hmm. playoffs. Um, but part of that's because uh, the the Lions are about to play a backup. Yeah, um, in from Green Bay, and you know how that goes for them. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, Jacksonville, yes, they've been on a good run. I don't want to take that away from them, but they've played teams that they should beat. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the big thing for me is Tom Coughlin has whipped this team into shape. I was wrong about Doug Marone. I really didn't trust him coming in. But um, he's kind of proved people wrong and said, yeah. hey, I can be a head coach. And, and, I, and I do want to give a lot m- – a lot of the credit to Tom Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they've been doing everything they need to do. I Like I said, this team is better than everybody below them in the in the seating. Uh, I, I'll at least give them a – I'll give them a chance against mm-hmm. the Steelers. I just – I don't think anybody in the AFC – I don't care who it is. I'm not even going to say the Steelers. I don't think anybody in the AFC currently is going to be a better team um, – than the Patriots are right now. And the thing I want to throw out there, and this will be my last point, is when it comes to can they make a run in the playoffs, I'm going to go back to my comparison. If we're using last year's Cowboys because, same thing, a quarterback, well, in this one it's a quarterback that had not proven himself playing well this year, and then with the Cowboys it was a rookie quarterback. Both have rookie running backs playing very well, strength of schedule, not that good in the four below four sixties mm-hmm. in strength of schedule. Look at the Cowboys last year. I know they had a buy, and Jacksonville may not have a buy, and that might be the one thing that kind of stirs this up. But the Cowboys, yeah, you played well in the regular season. You played a team like Aaron Rodgers and the and the Packers, and they knew what to do. Aaron Rodgers was phenomenal in that one, especially late yeah. on to hit that. Uh, to hit Cooks going out of bounds. Which is something you could run into with some of these better quarterbacks. But Jacksonville does have a much better defense. Yeah, and I'm not saying that... I'm not worried about that in their first game, the wild card game. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like a Pittsburgh, although I am not a Mike Tomlin fan, and I will like, I think that he is not the right coach to help the Steelers win a, another Super Bowl. You think his time is over? I think his time is over. I do think, though... He will have his team coached up enough to 
beat the Jaguars in the playoffs, kind of like Green Bay beat yeah. Dallas last year. I just look at the quarterbacks. This will be my last thing. Mm-hmm. Tyrod or Peterman or whoever uh, for Buffalo, not going to beat this defense. But what if it's the, what if I flip it and we put the Ravens there? Does that change anything? What if, it it, makes what if it's the Ravens into Jacksonville? It makes it more difficult, but I still think that I'm going to get the, the edge to the Jaguars mm-hmm. over Joe Flacco. Uh, Mariota still giving the edge to the Jaguars. Alex Smith makes it a little bit more interesting. It really depends. Do we see Alex Smith versus the Patriots week one, mm-hmm. or do we see the Alex Smith we've seen most of this season? Yeah. Um, that's the interesting part. Phillip Rivers is an interesting one. Um, that, that L.A. Charger offense is pretty mm-hmm. awesome um you know it's just big ben will have a harder time than tom brady but yeah those guys i i give the edge to them well and this is where i want you guys to come in let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section what do you think of jacksonville heading into the playoffs a where do you think they'll finish and then b can they make a run this playoffs and let's say they do win the wild card can they beat the steelers can they beat the patriots that's probably who they're gonna have to go through if they want to get to the Super Bowl, let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's move on into our next topic. And before we get into it, got a got to welcome in our patron, our f- wonderful patron, Patrick. You got to remind me, Patrick. Patrick Hill. Is that your last yeah. name? Patrick Hill. Yep. Um, coming in. He was on the Primetime Podcast last month, talked a little baseball. Now he's like, you know what? I wanted to be... On the onside kick, so Patrick, welcome in. Hope you're doing well. And um, go, go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying I'm great. Okay, that's one thing. Don't want to cut him off, Mark. But what mm-hmm. we're doing, Patrick wanted to come in. Wanted to talk about the Bears, and Mark is all over this. Mark loves the Bears. I'm a Viking guy, so I guess I'll get through it. But Mark, Patrick wanted to talk about John Fox. He's not fired yet, but he could be. And just possible replacements. So, Patrick, I'm going to kick it off to you. First off, I want to ask you, since he's not fired already, why do you think John Fox needs to be fired from Chicago? You know, I at the beginning, I really liked John Fox because I thought he was a, actually going to take over from Trestman and he's going to win back the locker room and give him more of like an actual head coach presence in that role. But... I really just can't ignore like what's been going on the past few years, like double digit losses each year. There's been a lot of changes. There's been injuries, but the way that this team has been playing just offensively and sometimes defensively, you know, I don't see this team getting a whole lot better. They haven't, they have only won one game. This, I think they won one game last year in the NFC North and his just inability to beat people in our own division is just, I, I can't do this anymore. It's like, I think it's, it's time for a change at the head coach. And the one coach that I, the first coach I want to mention as a replacement actually comes from Ricky's Minnesota Vikings, which oh. is Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator there. And what I think he can initially, which is what I think he can bring that John Fox can't, and is that he's been able to put together a lot of great game plans for the many quarterbacks they've had over there. And they've had multiple quarterbacks and he still manages to, puts together a good game plan every week and really gets the most out of his players, which is what I really want out of the new Bears head coach. And that's one of the reasons I think another reason why I think John Fox should be let go is like he just can't get by with the amount of talent that he has. I know that sounds harsh, but in the NFL, you have to be able to get the, the most amount out of the talent that you have. And the fact that he hasn't done that 
just doesn't give me a lot of hope that he can do that in the future. So I think that he has to go that way. Well, and the one thing I really like about you mentioning, like you caught me off guard. I was not expecting Pat Shermer to be the first guy you bring up. The thing that I want to go off of that is not only has Shermer and the Vikings had to deal with, well, crap, Teddy's not here. Then Sam Bradford goes down. Holy crap, we got Case Keenum and put up a good game plan each and every week for Keenum and make him successful. But this was also a, we don't have AP. Okay, Delvin Cook's our guy, but we have Latavius Murray and McKinnon. Oh, shoot, Cook is gone. And he's still able to say, okay, we can use both Murray and McKinnon. I actually like that. I'm torn here. I'm torn here, Patrick. I would hate it (laughs) as a Viking fan. I'd love to see him stay, especially after he wins a Super Bowl, hopefully, with my Minnesota Vikings. But I think it'd be a good move for the Bears. What are you thinking, Mark? You know, it's interesting because I think it would be very much what the Bears currently want their team to be. Mm-hmm. They want to be a team that that runs the ball with Jordan Howard and Cohen, very much like Delvin Cook and, and McKinnon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what they really would love, too, is the get the ball out of Trubisky's hands pretty quickly. You know, and make the smart decisions. Uh, Minnesota Vikings are are very much, and you know, I'm not trying to take credit away from from uh, um, what's his name, Theline over yeah. there, um, Thielen the Thielen. Thielen. Uh, um, I'm not trying to take anything away from him because he's been a breakout star this mm-hmm. year. But the team is very designed to be that we're going to move slowly, methodically, and then we're going to hit you really hard with a big play. That's what Chicago would love to be because they don't have the wide receivers to be the Los Angeles Rams. Well, unless they maybe draft Calvin Ridley and then another one and then another one and then another. <laughs> you know they got they really got they got to you know lay it all out there. Um, they don't really have have what they need to be that. So I think they would love to do that. The thing that I think would scare me a little bit on that is just the question for for Pace is. Do I try to get somebody to do what didn't work, mm-hmm. you know, somebody to do what John Fox wanted to do better, um, or do I just go the opposite direction? Do I just go for somebody different, somebody mm-hmm. who's going to do something else, who's going to be more of the, uh, you know, the explosive attack, you know? Well, and the one thing I want to bring up, and Patrick, I'm actually going to throw this to you, is one of the big debates, because this isn't the first time we've talked about Bears coaching here on the podcast. I know Brandon and I mentioned it uh, many moons ago when Mark was on his little uh, vacation away from the podcast. But the thing I wanted to throw at you, Patrick, is with the Bears, is it all like we need an offensive guy? I am only going to be happy if we get an offensive-minded guy in here. Or can you see this team saying, hey, you know what? We'll go out there. We're going to get, hey, this defensive guy is the better pick. And we're going to go with him. And as a fan, would you be happy if they went with a defensive guy over an offensive-minded guy? You know, honestly, I don't really have – I prefer offensive. But if he was the better coach and he was a defensive guy, I would be fine with that because I really want a guy who can get the most out of his players and and out of the little talents they might have, which honestly is kind of the Bears right now. They don't have – ton of talent on offense they do have they're above average on defense but I think I would rather go with the coach who can actually get the most out of guys and is able to adjust and put together great game plans each week rather than just have to stick to an if you stick to an offensive guy I think that's just going to put the Bears in a bind they're like okay we have to get and they'll settle for something 
myself someone who is probably not a great offensive guy. So I don't really have a preference in that regard. Just someone who can lead the team week in and week out and get the most out of everybody. That's my, that would be my preference. And the reason why I bring that up is there are two guys that are kind of in my head. And I know if you're, if you guys listen to the onside kick each and every week, you're probably like, Oh, Ricky, you bring these guys up all the time when we talk about bears coaching. And I mean, I look at it and it's either Patricia from new England or Vrabel in Houston. And I mean, I know that Vrabel's in Houston, but still he was a guy who knows that Patriot, I'm going to say culture being a player there. That's the thing that like part of me where it's like, I'm kind of torn where it's like, do the bears need somebody to where it's like, you know what? We need an offensive guy to work with Trubisky, kind of like what the 49ers now have with Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo or like what the Rams have and what the exactly what the Rams did. And they bring in Sean McVay while they have a number two pick Jared Goff or number one pick Jared Goff for them to work with. Do they need to go that route or could they go with a route where it's like, hey, this guy might be defensive, but this is a guy that's going to build a culture and build a team. Kind of like I'm going to throw this out before you talk, Mark, is what Mark Zimmer did or Mike Zimmer did with my Vikings comes in, builds that defense, and gives them a platform to stand on so the offense doesn't need to be amazing and can still be successful. I think the thing that would that I would like about something like that is if one of these guys, and Houston has a great defense. We're not taking that away. Mm-hmm. Injuries is really the big yeah, issue. Especially with J.J. Watt. Um, but for, for Matt Patricia, I look at the New England Patriots, and I always think, why does everybody think that Matt Patricia is this – like defensive mastermind. I'm not saying defensive mastermind. I'm with that. I'm more so going of bringing over some of the same. If it's you want to use culture, you want to use system, bringing over some of those blueprints over to another team. Yeah, I don't buy it. I mean, a lot of a lot of Belichick, a lot of the Belichick coaching tree doesn't work out when they True. leave Belichick. I mean, that's just kind of a. You know, the biggest fear for for Matt Patricia is, is he just part of Belichick's system? Mm -hmm. He's just a replaceable part. I mean, he's been in New England since I think it was 2012. um, And he's just, you know, moving up and up as other people get out of there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the New England way is they don't care who's there. It doesn't matter to them. Um, you know, you, you asked the question about defensive coordinators and I, I love a good defense. I would love to get back to the glory days of Chicago, the midway, you know, I want to see turnovers. I want to see big tackles, big sacks. I want to see the glory days of the Chicago bears. Um, but I got to be realistic. We got a really young quarterback. Mm -hmm. We need somebody who can mold him, who can take him forward. Because what we've seen out of Trubisky, and I'm a huge Trubisky fan, is we've seen steps forward and we've seen steps backwards. He gets so much inconsistency right now because he's a rookie, and I don't really believe in Dow Loggins' ability to do anything. Dow Loggins, let's first get this out Mm -hmm. of the way. Dow Loggins a few weeks ago said he was going to be the new head coach. Um, He must have been telling a joke and nobody (laughs) got it. Uh, But I don't know because I I, I don't know what the man was thinking. I'll ask you, Patrick. It's also the same same guy who said the defense dictates what I do on offense. So I wouldn't put (laughs) him to Dow Loggins. And that's why I was going to ask you, Patrick, would you be 
not would you be, how upset would you be is if if they've said Dow Loggins would be the head coach or on the flip side, would you be upset if they said, you know what, we're just going to promote Vic Fangio? If like either or, if Fangio or Dow Loggins became the next head coach of the Chicago Bears and they kind of promoted from in-house. I would be more, I would be most upset if it was Dow Loggins because I don't think, even though he is very little to work with, I think he should have been able to do a lot more offensively this season. And some of his play calling, I just have not agreed with. And in terms to Fangio, I'm kind of on the camp. I'm like, maybe, but I'm not completely sold on Fangio because his defense, while they've been the bright spot of this team, they've only been like above average this season on defense. So I'm not sure how he would work in a head coaching spot. And I don't really know how much sure that defense would actually get better. If he was the head coach, he might have more input maybe in draft and free agency to get, bring in guys that he wanted, but I'm not sold on him as head coach yet, but I would be definitely be more upset if Dowell Loggins was the head coach than Vic Fangio. Let me ask you this then. If you have the first coach you mentioned was Shermer, he's off the list. You're hiring that next coach. Who's the next coach on your list and why? My next coach is actually Frank Reich, the offensive Oh, I love it. Perfect. Because I've, when I've looked back on his career, and he runs a very well-developed offense right now, obviously, in Philadelphia, where he can just plug anybody in there. But he has experience, which I'd be important, with old and young quarterbacks. He's worked with Philip Rivers. He worked with Peyton Manning for a little bit when he first started out in coaching. And more importantly, he's worked recently with Carson Wentz and helped turn him into the guy that he is before he got injured, obviously. And he does have, even though he does have a more talented team around him, I do think that Wright can actually put more into developing Mitchell Trubisky and he can bring that over to Chicago, which is a huge part. A lot of the coaches that I picked were around Mitchell Trubisky. So I think out of all those guys, I think Wright could probably hold the most um, close relationship with Trubisky and help him develop. Yeah, I, I like this. I mean, this is a guy who is is probably the top of my list with maybe one exception that he might be tied with. Um, you know, I mean, this is a guy who, like you said, he he's worked with great quarterbacks before. He's known for his ability to work with quarterbacks. Um, a, a fun little fact about him, which I think will be when we're all talking about head coaching mm-hmm. uh Candidates, I think the this is the thing that people are going to mention about him is actually his background as a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Fox certainly has not lost the locker room. Um, those players actually do want him to stay. Now, some of them might just be saying that, but they, they at least don't want him out um, necessarily. There might be some offensive players that want him out, but that's a different story. Um, now, this kind of background is as a motivational speaker. I think really kind of helps when, uh, when you're in a situation that the Bears kind of find themselves in quite often this year of having to fight back. Um, the the guy was there for the Buffalo Bills historic Super Bowl losses. Um, you know that's a guy who has to come back and motivate a team to be able to the next year come back and do it again. You know, uh, and still lose. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's such an important thing to have in this NFL because we're going to go against Matt Stafford for the Bears. The Bears are going to go against Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. They're going to go against yeah. a great defense in Minnesota. You are going to have to 
get motivated to go out there. And I, I am the I might put too much on it, but I am very much of that mindset of the psyche needs to be there too. The morale needs to be there as well. And then I think that's one of the most underrated things about about him as a coach. Well, and I mean the thing I thought about, and I'm gonna shoot this to you, Patrick, is before we hit the record button, and while I was setting up the camera, you guys were talking and mentioned that it was you were talking about like John Fox speaking to the media, and you even mentioned Trustman, how you couldn't stand, if I'm yeah, quoting yeah. you correct, couldn't stand yeah. whenever Trustman spoke to the media. And when you were saying, you know, oh, motivational speaker, just a speaker in general to, because whenever I turn on like ESPN radio and they're talking about the Bears on Waddle and Sylvie, it's like, oh, what <laughs> dumb thing did John Fox say during his press conference that people go, what are you talking Like, there was something with hot dogs that he mentioned, and they're like, what are you talking about, John? Talk about the game. Is that something, no matter who it is, I'll throw this to you, Patrick, no matter who the coach is, does that have to go into it as well? Hey, got to work with Trubisky, but also has to be able to talk to the media. Well, I think you have to. I mean, Chicago is a big market in terms of all sports, so you have to take that into consideration. That's what you do in New York. That's what you do in Los Angeles, so you kind of have to do that in Chicago. And Chicago, especially with the Bears, you know, I feel like the Bears coaches get a lot of media attention. So you have to, you have to be able to speak well. You have to be able to communicate to the media. You have to be able to develop a good relationship with the media. So yeah, that's definitely an important part. It might not be the huge media market like New York or Los Angeles, but it's still Chicago's still a big city. So you have to take that into account. And now I'll ask you this. Okay, you're going on to your third guy. Who's the third guy on your list? This might be a shocker, but this is actually a name that Bears fans do know very well, and that is Dave Taub, the hmm. special teams coordinator in Kansas City. And this may seem like out of the blue, but I think what's in terms of the Bears, I think they really need to get someone who is really comfortable in that environment I was talking about, who's really good at speaking to the media and will know how to motivate a team. And I think Dave Taub already is who was our special teams coordinator for so for about, I think eight years, I think until he left after Trustman was hired. I think he has that kind of presence that he can motivate a team as a special teams coach. And you might think that, okay, he's not a, he doesn't have an offense or defensive specialty and there's no other special team. There's you rarely hear of a special teams coach being a head coach. Except for Harbaugh. Yeah, except for John Harbaugh, and that's the example I was going to bring up. And I think that can I think that can really improve, especially. And a lot of people forget this about the Bears. The special teams has really not been good the past few years. It lost us a game against Detroit this season. So, and I think Dave Taub would bring a continuity, and I think he would bring a familiar presence if the Bears were to hire get to their third guy. That would be my guy to pick. Well, and I mean, it could work, and maybe I might be wrong, Mark, but like something like that could work if, because I think it all comes back to one thing. It comes back to Trubisky. But if you're going to go with a special teams guy or like a defensive guy, all right, Dow Loggins, get the hell out of town. We got to bring in a offensive coordinator then that can work with yeah. Trubisky. Well, and I, I think that you're going to. With Reich and actually somebody else who, who is a very interesting candidate to me, um, who we can get to later, but mm-hmm. uh, you're going to need a good offensive coordinator anyways because Reich doesn't call the plays. 
yeah. in, in Philadelphia. Um, and, and the other guy I mentioned doesn't call – or who I haven't mentioned yet has, doesn't call the plays either. Um, so none of these guys call the plays. And not saying that they can't, mm-hmm. but it's just not something you're going to expect them to come out and do. So you need a good offensive coordinator, a guy who's going to work with Mitch, really understand him. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to bring him up to that next level and maybe take over those play-calling duties. Now, Tinfoil Hat Ricky is going to uh, make an appearance on the podcast. All right. Everyone likes Tinfoil <laughs> Hat Ricky, but I want to either one of you, whoever wants to take the question first, would either of you jump on the boat if, because I'm looking at a 24-7 sports article, and one of the guys they list is the offensive coordinator from the Cardinals, and it got me thinking, huh, not an offensive coordinator or an assistant from the Cardinals, but, and I know this is kind of going back on the past because you had the opportunity to do this before you hired Trustman, but what if the Cardinals, because there have been rumors that, hey, they could get rid of Bruce Arians. Yeah. If the Bears jump on that and go, well, you know what, we messed up the first time, we're not going to mess up this time, we're getting Bruce Arians. I, I just don't think the, I mean, it, it was a great start. But sometimes that's all it is. Look at Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a great start for Chip Kelly in Philadelphia. Um, and nobody's interested in him except for, what, UCLA, right? Hey, he's going to do good things in the um, – he's back in the Pac-12, Mark. Yep, yep. That's where he wanted <laughs> to go. So, I, I mean, part of me just, just fears that with Bruce Arians of it was a good start. It uh, doesn't look like it's going well for you now. What do you think, Patrick? You know, I've actually met Bruce Arians before in Kansas City, and I think he's a really good guy, but – I'm not completely sold on him yet if he were to become available. I mean, that, that it stings looking back that we hired Trustman over him, but I'm not really sold on that. I'm not really sold that he can take this team and try, and make it a little bit better because he had also had a lot of people or a lot of players in Arizona that helped him at the time. So I'm not really sure how that would work. And then the last thing we'll do, and I'm actually going to throw this to Mark. You brought mm-hmm. up a name where you said, oh, yeah, we can yeah. bring him up later. Bring him up now. So, last coach we'll talk about. There, there's two people who are on my mind. One I'm going to mm-hmm. mention because he's an obvious one, and I'm going to just put him aside. Can I take a guess? Yeah. Is it McDaniels? No, 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 oh, actually. Okay. I, I have no interest in McDaniels. Okay. I don't want that Tebow stank anywhere <laughs> near my team. Um, the, the obvious one to me is Jim Bob Cooter. Okay. Um, I think that's an obvious one just because of the success he's had with Matt Stafford. And he knows the division. He knows the division well. Yeah, and I, and the the unfortunate thing is, well, Matthew Stafford's already a great quarterback. He was mm-hmm. a great quarterback before before this, but he did help him take it yet another step forward. But the guy I want to talk about, because I think he's more interesting, okay. and I don't think, well, this is my long shot. That, that's Matt LaFleur, the offensive coordinator of the L.A. Rams. Hmm. Now, the reason I bring him up is because of not necessarily just what he's done with L.A. Um, And he's yet another young guy because L.A. loves their young coaches. Um, So I I, when I talk about do we do something similar, what we're used to, or do we do something different? This is the different. He's only been an offensive coordinator for a year. That I'm going to put out there right off the bat. Once again, he does not call. He's not the play caller. Mm -hmm. But – he was there when Robert Griffin was a pro bowler. He helped out with that. He is a guy who works with quarterbacks. He That's with, what he does. Worked with Matt Ryan. Worked with Matt Ryan. He is here for Jared Goff becoming, we were all saying he was a bust. Mm-hmm. Now he is an 
all pro. Well, I mean, they got the seven and nine bullshit out of town. They now did. That, they do stuff. that certainly helps. <laughs> uh, another one that I know you will appreciate, and uh, I okay. wish Brandon was on the show because he would love it. Everett Golson. Uh, when he now this is you might not know him because he plays in the Canadian Football League, but when well, he was a college for football the player, Notre Dame, Florida State guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know he with uh with Lafleur, twenty nine touchdowns mm-hmm. in two thousand fourteen. The next two years, twenty three touchdowns in two years. Was one of those? I'm trying to think. Was one of those years the year they went to the national championship and just got spanked by Alabama? No, was I one think of those, yes. Was oh, one was of those the same two time? those year? I think, I'm, I think so. That's I thought I'm it thinking. might have been right after it, but I'm not positive. The so. whole Manti Teo thing, too, that was going on that, that was season. That a fun time, yep. right? Uh, now, I just think it's an interesting one because mm-hmm. it's a guy who's worked with both Shanahan's. It's a guy who's worked with Gary Kubiak, with Dan Quinn. You know, he has been around all these big-name, successful kind of be like, coaches. And, I mean, here's the thing, and I'm going to say this, and this is what you're hoping for. But will it be a reality? He's you're, the biggest risk. Well, you're hoping sure. you're hoping he's like a sponge and he's yeah. just been soaking up all this knowledge mm-hmm. from the Shanahan's and McVeigh and working with these quarterbacks. But like you said, he's the biggest risk where you hire him and it doesn't like th- this is the only coach that I would say for sure if Ryan Pace hired him and it didn't work out, Pace is gone. It's yeah, it's a big gamble. You're basically saying if you were to go this way, and that's why I said it's mm-hmm. a long shot. You're saying I think in two years or one year, everyone's gonna want him, so we're gonna take him now. Because I mean, depending on who you at, who you stop on the street in Chicago and ask, they either like Ryan Pace or hate Ryan Pace. It's I feel like there's no in between when yeah, it comes to Ryan Pace right now. Before we wrap up everything, Patrick, I just want to kick it to you. Final thoughts. On the whole Bears coaching situation in general, uh, it's uh, it's been a it's been a long time coming from the season, and I hope we find someone. It might not be one of those three guys, but I hope we ever whoever we find will help the Bears and get out of this ten loss a year, not making the playoffs crap because it's kind of it's been pretty deflating to be a Bears fan literally the past six years. Well, Patrick, I want to thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. It's always a great time having you on. Can't wait to have you on again in the future. And I hope you enjoyed your time here on the Onside Kick. Very blast. Thanks, guys. Well, and I'm going to kick it off to you guys watching and listening now. Let us know what you guys think. Who do you want to replace John Fox? Do you think John Fox gets fired? I mean, that's a fair question, too. There could be people that are like, no, keep him. He doesn't get fired. There's like one person what? out there that doesn't think <laughs> yeah. he's getting fired. He's the one guy in the stands going, woo, yeah. go Bears. <laughs> that little kid that dressed up like John him. Fox to stay are yeah. Packer, Viking, and mm-hmm. <laughs> And if you are, you're you're sitting there going, guys, how do I? We get Brian brought up yesterday on the Prime Podcast. We get it all the time. Guys, how do I debate you on a podcast? How do I become like Patrick, patreon.com backslash most available podcast. That's how you do it. That link down below in the description. But more importantly, let us know what you think down below in that comment section. But Mark, let's move on into our final topic before we make our picks for the week. And we are still kind of sticking in the coaching realm, but instead of replacements for guys, we're kind of asking a question of who should be fired come Black Monday in the world of the NFL and pro football. And this is what I'm excited for because 
People should know, or if you're an avid listener of MVP and the onside kick, you might be able to know what side of the table I'm on for this. But I'm just going to ask you straight up, should the Cowboys fire Jason Garrett after this season? I'm really kind of torn on it because I really don't think the Dallas Cowboys season has been as bad as a lot of people are kind of throwing them under the bus for. Mm-hmm. You know, they're an eight and six team right now. Yeah. Win two games, you're ten and six. Mm-hmm. Um, lose two, you're eight and eight. Uh lose only one, you're nine and seven. Yeah. You got three options right mm-hmm. now. Well, you got more if you start tying. We can do math. Yeah. <laughs> you start tying and things get fancy. Um, but anyways, you know, this team is not as bad. A, a problem that the Dallas Cowboys really have. They got some injury issues to mm-hmm. to some of the depth at wide receiver. Uh, Zeke is suspended right now. That finally showed up. Mm-hmm. They've had injuries uh, to multiple offensive linemen. You know, the strength of this team, the thing that was supposed to be the anybody can run behind this line, that's yeah. how good it is. The defense isn't necessarily amazing either. Um those are things that are that are kind of wrong with the team, sure. And Jason Garrett, really, the the thing that I struggle with with Jason Garrett is he's never been bad, but he's never really been that good. And even though I'm not quick to jump on the yeah, it's time to fire Jason Garrett, I sit there and I say, well, Mark, you have to you have to be consistent here Mm -hmm. when you say it about a guy like marvin lewis you know when is enough enough or not even marvin i know this is a little different because Mm -hmm. this coach never had a winning season and i know jason garrett's had two playoff seasons same thing as jeff fisher sure how often did we get on jeff fisher for seven and nine bullshit chuck pagano over in uh in indianapolis Mm -hmm. right now you know I think Marvin Lewis is a good one because Marvin yeah. Lewis is another one of those. He's not really bad. He's not really good. Um, and he's never won a playoff game, much like Jason Garrett. Yeah. And you just look at it and say, when is enough enough? Uh, I can play a fun little game here. We're going to ignore 2010 because he didn't. He wasn't there the whole time. Yeah. But 2011, 8-8. Eight eight. Mm-hmm. 12, 8-8. Eight eight. 13, 8-8. Eight eight. 14. I mean, it's amazing he didn't get fired after that three years. Oh, I was calling for it then. Yeah. 14, (laughs) he was 12 and 4. All right, he saved stuff. Mm -hmm. 15, 4 and 12. All right, well, we're we're back to that. Now, there were some, you know, injury issues that are happening here, things like Mm -hmm. that. 13 and 3 and 16. And 2017, he could be anywhere from 10 and 6 to 8 and 8. Um, Is mediocrity good enough for the Dallas Cowboys? And I'm... Shocked that Jerry Jones is has not okay stepped it. in here and said, "Enough is enough. Get the Jerry hell out Jones of here. like enough is enough. Get out of here. I'll coach the team." Right? <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure they're going to call up Peyton. I'm sure they're going to call up mm-hmm. uh, um, Tony Romo. You know, see if one of these guys because he wants to make a big splash with this with this next coach. But mm-hmm. you got these young guys here on your on your offense. I, I think you have to kind of say. Tony Romo's gone. Des Bryant will be gone soon enough. You know, all these legacies that we've had, uh, they're going away. It's time to make a change. And I think well, Coach uh, Coach Garrett, I think, is one of the changes that probably does need to happen. And the side I am on for this is, it, and this all comes down to, there's two things. If the Cowboys magically make the playoffs, spoiler alert, they're not. But anything is possible. Kevin Garnett 
told me that once upon a time. However, they're not going to make the playoffs. Fire his ass. That's what I would say. Donald Trump, get in here. You fired. Get out of here. That's what I would do if I was the Cowboys because the thing I look at is you have the talent. Like right now, you have talent. You have Zeke. You have Dak. You have Dez. You have how many times, not so much this year, but like last year, year before, we're talking about anybody can run behind this offensive line. This offensive line is amazing. You're either 8-8. Eight and eight. I know the 4-12 and 12 I'll throw out there because injuries and things, but mm-hmm. you're either 8-8 eight and eight or you go to the playoffs and lose. And that, Although, to me, yeah. is the most important thing is, yeah, the mediocrity is one, but every time you've gotten to the playoffs, yes, I know you can say, but Ricky, the Packers had Aaron Rodgers. You've lost. Well, they you've got, lost in the playoffs. In 2014, they won. They won in the divi- in the wild card round. But divisional round, yeah. you lose. Yeah, but I, I don't want to say he's yeah. never won a playoff game. He and, has won one. And I know that people are going to say, "Well, Ricky, the 2014 one, Des, that should have been a catch. Point is, you lost. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that one win, you want to know why? I forget it because wasn't that the year? That there was a bad call against the Lions, and the Lions should have beat you at home. Because that's why a lot of people were saying the retribution. Yeah. Um, I think that one thing I want to say is the anybody can run behind this line. It was mm-hmm. proven that no, not anybody could run behind well, that yeah, line that th- year. Well, yeah, that's why I said that's this why year Zeke it's been shows different. Up. Yeah, that's why Zeke came um, in, in 2016 mm-hmm. then. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that Jason Garrett was this guy who came in in the middle of the season. Um mm-hmm. A season that was going terribly, and I don't think anybody expected him to hold on to that job. But it was one of those situations where the guy got the team to rally behind him. And this was actually referencing what we just talked about before Mm -hmm. in in the last segment uh, with Patrick about John Fox and the Chicago Bears. And the reason why I actually don't really want John Fox to get fired Mm midseason because I don't want the players to rally around the new coach and play better. Kind of like if we're what bad, let's is happening be bad. in New York. They yeah. rallied around Spagnola. Yeah, if we are bad, let's be bad. Mm-hmm. And let's get rid of him at the end of the season. We'll keep our good draft pick, and we will be better next time. Because you get a new guy in there, and all of a sudden people are saying, hey, this might be our coach next year, mm-hmm. so I'm going to play really well because maybe he'll keep me around. You know, I don't want to get fired. There's a lot of guys when a new coach comes in that get fired. Mm-hmm. Um Cut essentially, and that—that's what Jason Garrett had. He had a—he was five and three, not amazing. The team finished third in in the NFC East. It was not great. It was not bad. Um, then complete mediocrity for three years, a couple playoff seasons, a four and twelve in there, and now mm-hmm. potentially more mediocrity. Um, do I see him getting fired? Honestly, no, I don't. I think he'll still be here. I think they're going to attribute a lot of it to Zeke's suspension mm-hmm. and injuries and Jason Garrett. Will well, be yeah, back. he's got the, the Zeke suspension is going to be a, Hey, you know, if I had Zeke, we would have won these three games, but Which not, not so there's fast. A chance. He could have not so fast. Like the one that I look at to where like, okay, maybe you could have won was the Thanksgiving debacle where you lost to the chargers. But the thing that I was actually, this plays into what I was going to bring up. If you look at first off strength, the schedule, I mentioned them for last year when we talked about the Jaguars earlier, their strength of schedule is only 30 points higher than it was last year. It's 491 right now. 
which I mean, 30 clicks is still 30 clicks, but it's not like you're jumping into the 560s or anything. You're still relatively in the middle when it comes to strength of schedule, probably lower middle if I were to guesstimate where everyone's strength of schedule is. But I look at the losses for this Cowboy team this season. Denver, which they're the anomaly in what I'm dealing with. Well, Denver was good at the beginning of the season. And that's what, going back to what you said with the Steelers. Steelers, it's the flip side here. Two things. First off, overall, right now, the Broncos aren't a playoff team. But this was when their defense was not as tired as they are because they weren't on the field as much yeah. two weeks into the season. You also let Trevor Simeon look like the next coming of Jesus Christ. Well, Trevor Simeon had four Trevor touchdowns. Simeon had good games at the beginning of the season. I four give him touchdowns for, for Trevor Simeon. Oh, just made my heart bleed. I was like, come on. But then it's like you play the Rams. Rams are a good team this year. Playoff team. Yep. You you don't turn the ball over for Goff. Goff has no interceptions. He has two touchdowns. You let Gurley run all over you. Then you play the Packers. Aaron Rodgers torches you for three touchdowns. Oh, guess what? Aaron Jones runs all over you for 125. Then the next loss, I'm going to the Falcons now. Yagi didn't have Zeke, but Tevin Coleman, you let him run for 81. You let Matt Ryan win that game, although it wasn't on the same style as Simeon or Rodgers. Then the Eagles, you let Carson Wentz beat you with Jay as the running back, and then you let Phillip Rivers throw for three touchdowns and 400 yards against you. And I know mm-hmm. what people are going to say, Ricky, we didn't have Zeke. Ricky, we didn't have Sean Lee for most of this season. All I'm hearing is excuses in that point. But All I'm hearing I, is excuses. at the same time, I mean, you're saying, you're, you're criticizing them for losing to the Broncos when they were good, mm-hmm. losing to the Rams, which are a playoff team, and that's, losing to the Packers with but that's what, a good team. That's what I'm going at. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you lost this you, I'm not saying you lost to these teams because you suck. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you, what my hypothesis is, you've lost to these teams. Most of these teams, either teams. A, playoff teams, or in the playoff hunt at least. The yeah. Denver is the anomaly because right now they're not, but like you said, early in the season they were good. When it comes to playoff games and when it comes to playing playoff opponents— that is when I think the head coach is most crucial. And if he can't win the games like this, and he's mostly 8-8, eight and eight, you see the sample size, get him out of town. Sure, although I will give credit for the Rams and Packers games were one-score games. Mm-hmm. You still lost, though, is what I'm, yes, what I'm at. But we, I do think we need to make the point, because we do do, we do it for bad teams, mm-hmm. Uh, that if oh, you, were, you played a close game, you, yeah. you were in it. So, so, so we do should give a little bit of credit here. Mm-hmm. Um, the the three for the Falcons, Eagles, Chargers, those were not close games by any stretch of the imagination. But I know what people are gonna. I know what Cowboy fans are gonna say for those three games. We didn't have Zeke. Yeah, which is I honestly do think is a fair thing to say. No Zeke and a bad offensive line due to injuries mm-hmm. now, but. That's the way that it is. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to do something. You know, you got to move forward. Well, I hate to say it because I don't want to well, make I mean, your head any bigger, but look at the Vikings. Yeah. And I mean, you got to, I mean, I look back to before the Dak days when mm-hmm. it was Tony, like you had Tony Romo, you had Jason Witten, who was a lot better. Like he was a lot better in those seasons than he was now. And mainly honestly, because you had a lot Romo of injury issues then too. Yeah. And, but you, you can't had Dez always was, say Dez that was, injuries are the you know 
if only there weren't injuries. Every that team only has goes, injuries. Yeah, that only goes for so long. Every team has injuries. I mean, look at the Patriots. The Patriots, and I hate like. Well, except for, I mean, Tom Brady's not well, the one no, that's no, injured. No, I, not, think, I don't I'm think that's men, fair. I'm not mentioning Tom Brady, but like defensively. I'm looking at it. I mean, yeah, maybe, but their defense sucks. Maybe we can make this comparison because, yeah, Dak isn't on the level of Tom Brady, but if we're going to put him into the level of the echelon of quarterbacks we want to, eventually it's going to be, hey, you have to. I know it's only second year. That's why I'm like, this probably isn't the best comparison. Yeah. But early in the year, they started taking injuries. Write the Patriots off. Write them off. Write them off. They're not going to win. And now they're first in the AFC. People say write the Patriots off every year, and they're always wrong. Um, no, I mean, you can only use the injury excuse for so long. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you have a season or two, like Adam Gates, his job is safe because of injury. Yeah. That's fair. Because Tannehill got well, injured. John Fox last year, injuries saved his job. You know, mm-hmm. he probably could have been fired last well, year, but there were so many injuries that and the it's thing okay I want, to give him a The a thing shot. I want to throw in with Gates is mm-hmm. injury plus the, well, we did trade your biggest weapon. We yeah. did trade Jay Ajayi to the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, well, that happened this year. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, ah, you know, we did we'll give rid you a of shot. That. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, injuries can save you a season or two, mm-hmm. but they can't continuously do it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I look at the I look at the team, I look at Jason Garrett, and it's like, yes, I know we have a young weapon in, um, in Dak and in Zeke, but... Do the Cowboys need to make the change and switch to a defensive-minded coach? Because Jason Garrett is a quarterback guy. Dak Prescott's doing well. He's a smart guy. I don't expect him to start making terrible decisions because that's not what he does. I think he can be fine mm-hmm. um, without a head coach that's going to be the the offensive guy. Just get him a good offensive coordinator and then get a coach who will focus on defense because – defense is what's really sucked in Dallas for so Mm -hmm. long now. And, like, last year they did pretty well, and Ron Marianelli's been really good for it. But Mm. he can only work with so much, you know. And even though they had a good year last year, excuse me, even though they had a good year last year, it was not a great year. And the Dallas Cowboys have not had a great defense in forever. And the thing I was going to bring up is I you look at the head coaches that the Cowboys have had, and they've only had eight. Eight all-time. So, I mean, that plays mm-hmm. into it as well, where Cowboy, like diehard Cowboy fans are probably like, why are you having this discussion? Jerry ain't going to fire him. That's not what Jerry does. I mean, you look at it where it was obviously the Landry and the hat was there from 60 to 88, but it's like, Jimmy Johnson, Switz, like ever since Landry, it's been Jimmy Johnson was only there for four years. Switzer was only there for three years. Then you had uh, Chan Gailey was only there for two years. Campo for two. Parcells for three. Wade Phillips for three. So far, Jason Garrett's been kind of like, hey, I'm breaking the mold here. I'm here seven years. Yeah. But is that necessarily a good thing? Like, is that necessarily good? Just keeping him because he's here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like staying in that relationship because you're comfortable and not because you actually like the person. I mean, I'm looking at it, and really, you look at between him and Wade Phillips, yeah, he's had almost double the games of Wade Phillips. But with 104 compared to 56... His win percentage is at a 55.8. Wade was at a 60.7 overall. Yeah. And each one, Wade only had three seasons, by the way, really two and a half. 
because he didn't finish out that 2010 season. So, yeah, and you know what I will say? Three, seven, eight, nine. So he had three seasons, three playoff appearances, one and two in playoff games. Jason Garrett, three playoff appearances, or three playoff games, one and two in games. So, I mean, really, it's the same thing. Like, looking at just that, worst record and the same playoff record as a guy you fired in Wade Phillips, who was a defensive-minded coach for Jason Garrett, because that was the whole thing. We're going to fire Wade Phillips. We're going with the offensive guy. We're going with the offensive coordinator and Jason Garrett. Yeah, and it's just not... I don't want to say it's not working, because it's not like it's been bad. It's just that it's not been what you would have wanted and what you expected. If this was any other team but the Packers, Steelers, or Cowboys, he'd be fired by now. Well, I don't know. The Rams might stick to him forever. You know, seven and nine bullshit. Okay, maybe the Rams. But, like, (laughs) the point I'm going with is, and the Cowboys, Steelers, and Packers all fall into this, is because at this point and because of their whole time, those three teams are brands. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. the Cowboys are totally a brand. Yeah, and Colin Cowherd said, like, with the Steelers, Bradshaw leaves, there's no fall off. Like, Tom Brady leaves New England, fall off in fandom, because how many people, Sean being one of them, only like the Patriots because of Tom Brady. Not saying that's Boston. I'm saying overall. Cowboys, Steelers, and Packers kind of overreach yeah. just their little area. And I feel like that's part of it. That is part of the reason why Jason Garrett still has a job. If he was in Chicago, if he was in, let's say, well, Cincinnati might keep him. I mean, Marvin Lewis had to walk out of the door and said, yeah, you know, you're giving me a free job, but I don't want it, so you I, can take it. I don't buy the the he left. <laughs> I think he was told, leave or you're it, fired. It seems like a good time for you to retire, Marvin. <laughs> uh, maybe you want to seek some other opportunities. My point is, if Jason Garrett was anywhere else, mm-hmm. he'd be fired. He'd be fired by now and wouldn't yeah, have I don't been hung it. on. I, I don't doubt it. I think that enough would be enough. I mean the one th- the saving grace that he does have mm-hmm. is that he had the three the back the back to back to back uh 8 and 8. Then he went 12 and 4, a bad season in 4 and 12 and then back in 13 and 3. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that gives a little bit of like we had a good season or we had a rough one. But it's okay, we know why we had a rough one. Now we came back and we did well again. So you kind of have this up and down where you're kind of mm-hmm. feeling like we see what you can do. We just need everything to align for it to happen. Here's the last question I want to ask. Mm-hmm. Let's say the miracle happens and they get the sixth seed. I'm going to ask you this. Which I actually, I will say, I don't think it's that as far-fetched as people want to say. Let's say they do get it. I'll ask you this. Cowboys-Rams in L.A., who you got winning that game? Cowboys versus Rams? Mm-hmm. The Rams. Boom. I don't even have to go further than that. I don't yeah. have to say... All right, who do you got them beating? The Vikings. Mm-hmm. I don't have them beating the Vikings. Then let's humor it. Let's say they do. Do you think they'll beat the Eagles, Saints, or Panthers? No. Like, I don't think they can stand up to any of those teams. And it's not because of Dak. It's not because of Zeke. It's not because of the defense. It's because I think that also Sean Payton, Ron Rivera, McVay this year, Peterson, Zimmer, all of these coaches have been better this year and better than – will be better than Jason Garrett in a yeah. playoff situation. The one thing I'll give credit for, which might 
also save Jason Garrett's job. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I do not think that the Dallas Cowboys getting into the playoffs is as far-fetched as people want to say. Um, if they beat the Seahawks, which the Seahawks are struggling right now, mm-hmm. Week 17 at the Eagles, the Eagles don't have shit to play for. So why are they going to try? No, 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 not so far-fetched, because think about this. If the Eagles, if the Eagles win, and with Aaron Rodgers being mm-hmm. shut down, let's say the Vikings win, yeah, then they're playing for they're still playing for first place because we would have the tiebreaker. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that part. You're playing for home field advantage, I which you're obviously going to play for. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, think you're going to play for home field advantage. But, on two but fronts. Here's, here's the thing: Are you, what's more important to a team, the team that's trying to get home field advantage, or the team that's trying to get into the playoffs? The team that's trying to get oh, into the playoffs has I'm more saying to fight. For. There's more oomph probably yeah. behind the team trying I'm gonna to get in. I'm going to give a little bit of an edge to the Dallas Cowboys and just the we want this more. But it's not, not saying that they're going to win. Yeah. I'm just saying that they'll want it more. So I, winning out is possible for the I Cowboys. I don't think they beat that Eagle team. I, I'm just the Seahawks. I'm is saying winnable. it's possible. Winning the, out is possible. Now the let me, other thing well, is well, let me jump to the okay. other teams really fast. The Falcons, who are, are currently in the playoffs, they could lose. They have to play both the Saints and the Panthers, who are both they could lose one of those in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So one of these teams is probably going to get knocked out. However, the other team is the one I was going to bring up, who will mm-hmm. probably block them out of the playoffs, and that's Detroit. Well, I don't think Detroit's going to probably make the playoffs. I think they could win out. Detroit, the Bengals Here's look my, like crap. Well, last the Bengals week. are done. I mean, they can, yeah. they'll win that game, but. I think um, they can beat Brett Hundley. Have you ever watched Detroit play a no, backup no, no, quarterback? No, no, I know, I know. Matt, you know that Matt they Flynn, lose to Matt them, Flynn. right? We get it, but like Brett Hundley, they is not lose Matt Flynn. to backup quarterback. He's been playing like <laughs> Matt Flynn. He's been playing like a guy who is going to get paid if only he was in a contract year. Mm-hmm. So I honestly think the Detroit Lions very easily could lose out here. The Seattle Seahawks, like I said, they have to play the Cowboys, mm-hmm. so that's a big one. If they lose to the Cowboys, that one. They might not feel much to play for losing three in a row here's, now going to Arizona. Here's also a thing that hurts them is the Falcons need to lose both games to get the Cowboys in. Which is possible. Because the Falcons – it's yeah. possible, but Because like, both those teams are fighting to stay in the playoffs. But, like, that's just one if the Falcons win this weekend, it's over. Mm-hmm. They're done. Like, the yeah. Cowboys are done because – the Falcons on the tiebreaker mm-hmm. because they beat they beat you like that is that's why it's it's not but impossible at New Orleans but it's is a very far fetched I no I don't want to don't say it's very far fetched I think it is I think it's I don't outside think it's very far I think it's outside looking in however there is a, it's like oh there's a there's a chance and no wink, I, I you're think, not going to get it I I think you're giving uh, a big discredit to the New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. by saying that. A home game oh, for the Saints. No, 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 no. It's the Saints, I think, is the one that the Falcons will lose. It's the Panthers, I think, the Falcons will lose. But the Panthers beat. are going to fight for a playoff no, spot. I get that. I get that. But I, 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 like, what I'm saying is mm-hmm. Falcons lose to the Saints, beat the Panthers. That's what I'm saying. Nothing against the Panthers. I Panthers think the are the Falcons better team than the Falcons, but sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when they get they there. They currently are the better team. We'll see when we get the Falcons, there. I mean, I mean, let's be completely honest. That could, if the Falcons, let's say the Falcons mm-hmm. win against the Saints. Then it's hey we're playing for a division now we're playing for a division championship sure so anything can go odds are I'm mm-hmm. gonna ask you this this is random question to end the segment that doesn't have to do with Jason Garrett mm-hmm. divisional matchups in both conference in both divisions which one do you flex to Sunday night Jaguars Titans 
Falcons Panthers. Falcons Panthers, without a doubt. That's the one you flex the Sunday night, without a doubt. Okay. Uh, it's the more exciting one. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people have bought into either the Titans or or the Jaguars this year. All I want to say for the Cowboys, okay. Even though I think Jason Garrett has probably should get fired, mm-hmm. I don't think he will. But I think you guys have some hope at the end of the season. That's all I'm saying. You guys still have a little bit of hope. Don't believe Ricky. I know I he hates so. you guys. I don't think so. But I'm just they've, saying they've re- the candle is not out yet. You guys have a little bit of hope. Kevin Garnett did say anything is possible. Is it going to happen? Don't see it. No. Less likely than it will happen, but it's not out of reach. You know what I almost said, and then I backtracked on it. You know who has a better chance of making the playoffs? The Green Bay Packers. No, they're out. <laughs> I know that's that's the joke, Mark. Is that? But what, it's, it's not a, how much I don't think it's going to happen, joke, Ricky, because it's not possible. <laughs> This is where you Check guys, this man at him. <laughs> this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think. Cowboy fans are going to let me have it. They I know suddenly, they are. They didn't like me at first. They suddenly <laughs> they are do. loving me. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm on the page of just fire them, get someone else in there, because it's all been mediocrity. And plus, unless, he, unless you rattle off playoff wins, that's the true goal, right? Winning in the playoffs. But let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's end the podcast like we always do, making our picks. And just like the uh, the primetime podcast, this is for the regular season. At least we got playoff. We yeah, got we yeah. got a lot longer for playoffs. But two more weeks of regular season. Like the picks are almost coming to an end, which makes me sad because that means football is coming to an end for this year. Yeah, However, then draft is starting. Then that's dra- we get some draft talk that's going. Stuff. But let's start off. We don't yep. have any Thursday night games, which, thank God, hate Thursday night. However, we get the redheaded stepchild of Thursday night, which is Saturday night football. Yeah, not much And better. Saturday afternoon, the first one, the Colts and the Ravens. Ravens are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Who do you got in Baltimore? Uh, Yeah, it, it's the Ravens. I mean— it, it's easy. There's no reason to pick the the Colts. I know I've tried many mm-hmm. times to convince people that hey, the Colts might be okay. Uh, no, and no. I'm going with the Ravens too. We got a comment on one of our Giant videos or the mock draft. No way the Giants draft a quarterback. Don't worry, they won't have to. The Colts will probably be the second pick in the NFL draft. Which, depending on how Andrew Luck goes, could draft a quarterback. They're but not I'm going with the Ravens to beat the Colts. In Baltimore. Then the one, you know what I'm going with, Skull. You got the Vikings. You got the Packers. In Lambeau, Skull Vikes. They get the W, no Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It would, and, and don't get mad, Ricky, but it would be funny if if the Minnesota Vikings just lost to I will, the Packers. No. I will say this, and I didn't say this yet. Kudos to the Green Bay Packers. The reason why, when we talked about Aaron Rodgers, and I said, you know what? You can't start him this week because it'll be impossible to go back if you lose. Kudos for them for being like, hey, you know what? We're out of the playoff race. Hey, Aaron, you're done. Yeah. And just sitting them. Kudos for them for doing that. that. Um, and it shows a little bit of care for his health, mm-hmm. which is nice. You don't see that because you know in the he's NFL. gonna want like him. He's just gonna want to play. Yeah, he's a competitor. Of yeah. course he is. Uh, I do think it'd be funny because I'm a Bears fan if the mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers now won out, or if they tied. Well, I'm just no. I want them to win out because I want it to be like you guys lost when you had Aaron, <laughs> then you bench him. 
you start winning some games. I don't know. Maybe you get rid of the guy. Maybe you <sighs> trade him to uh, Chicago or something. I sure. don't know. Um, no, no, no. He's got to go to an AFC team first for a year, and then he comes to Chicago. Yeah, he can he can tutor <laughs> Trubisky for a little bit. That'd yeah. be fun. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota. He's got to go to like the Bills of the Dolphins, an AFC yeah. East team, and then he comes to the NFC. Win North. like four games. I'm going <laughs> to take uh, Minnesota on this one. It, sh- it should be a pretty clear cut. Now let's get to the Sunday games. The first one, your Bears yep. playing host to the Cleveland Browns. Browns, mm, love it. Six and a half point favorites are the Bears. Do the Browns like this is a tricky uh-huh. one for you. you you're going to pick yeah. the Bears because Bear down. However, you've been the last few weeks. Browns getting that first win. Well, I, I want to be the first one to you know, I, like I want to be first mm-hmm. in line when the Cleveland Browns win. <laughs> um, is really what you it comes be down first to. to the parade. Yeah, I want to be. Well, no, the parade won't happen because they will have won a game, according to me. Oh, okay. Eventually, they got to win a game. So the parade only happens. It's the parade of disappointment. Yeah, the parade saying. is when you're zero and sixteen. I mean, <laughs> they've got the petitions already mm-hmm. for the parade in Cleveland. Um, it's tough for me because, yeah, I have been picking Cleveland because eventually they got to win a game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only two more games left. So this is your only chance. You got the John Steelers Fox, next week. So far, the stat everyone's been loving is that the uh, John Fox Bears this season have not won a single game they've been favored to win. Mm-hmm. Um, they've only won three games, so that's not that impressive. Um, or four. They've won four, four. games. Uh, so it's not really that impressive. Um, I'm going to pick the Chicago Bears, but I want to pick a tie. Because I want I I want Cleveland to not be zero and sixteen. I'm torn. I'm completely torn. I want to pick the Browns because this just seems like this is their last chance to win. They're playing the Steelers next week. You don't win next week. Maybe the Steelers won't try. I like how people are going to be like, we should have beat them week one. That's why I said that. Thank you. Um, but I'm going to go with the Bears mainly because of two reasons. One, I want to see the Browns go zero and sixteen. Call me a masochist. Then number two. Trubisky greater than Kaiser. Like, Trubisky's better than Deshaun Kaiser in my mind. That's why I will go with the Bears to beat the Cleveland Browns. Then the next game, I don't think we need... I'm surprised the line's at four and a half, but I don't think we need to talk about this much. Lions and Bengals, easy win for the Lions. Yeah, it's the Lions. It's the Lions. I mean, that, so far we haven't had anything The Bengals really are like, oh, all right, all right, we're checked out. Marvin oh, yeah, Lewis is up. done this year. Like, that was evident last week when they played they the Vikings. Up. But moving on, could be an interesting game. We've got the Los Angeles Rams, almost said St. Louis Rams, but the Los Angeles Rams going up against the Tennessee Titans. Rams, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got? Yeah, i got to go with the Rams on this one, even though I, I do like the Titans, but they're just not that— they're not at that level where I feel confident ever picking them mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. And the Rams are a team where— I feel confident picking them against almost anybody. So I got to roll with them today. I am going to go with the Rams as well. However, I would not be sad if the Titans did win this game. Then, moving on, the Dolphins and the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Chiefs are 10.5 point favorites. I'm going to roll with KC, Chiefs Kingdom, getting the win over the Dolphins. I mean, this is a team that is, you know, fighting to stay in the playoffs right Mm -hmm. now. Um, so they really need this win. Miami should be the the nice, easy layup. This is the softball for them. Yeah, get that win. Then moving on, AFC East matchup. The Bills, the Patriots in Foxborough, New England 12. I'm picking the Patriots. Mark, tell me why the Bills could possibly win this game even though they won't. They could win it by just pure upset and the fact that the Bills can play the New England Patriots a little just tougher. Just like the Dolphins? Yeah, due to it being divisional. 
Um, however, I totally expect this to be the thing that knocks the Bills out of the playoffs. Hello, Baltimore Ravens. Welcome to the playoffs. Because you get to play the Colts, which is a lot easier of an opponent. But the next game, I'm going with the Saints to beat the Falcons in New Orleans. And the only reason why they're also five-and-a-half-point favorites, the reason why I am picking the Saints is because way, way back, I said, you know what? Whoever wins the Falcons-Saints game, the other one will win the next week. Falcons got the home game. Saints get the home game. New Orleans with the win. Yeah, I mean, we're not really disagreeing on anything so far. I mean, honestly, this week is not super like, yeah, in your face. Yeah, there's not that many difficult or or as many meaningful matchups, I honestly feel, in this Mm -hmm. week. Um, This is the probably best matchup of the week, week, I think. Um, I'm picking the Saints. Because I think that they, uh, well, they're the home team, so that that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last game was really close, and the Atlanta Falcons have been this back and forth team all season. Uh, I think that this is, I think it's something that's going to hurt them. And besides, I just went on a rant talking about how the Cowboys could potentially get into the playoffs, and this is step one. Here we've got the charge moving on. Chargers seven and seven, Jets five and nine. Yep. The Chargers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going with the Chargers in East Rutherford. How about you? Yeah, I think that this is the Chargers trying to, to storm their way into the playoffs. Plus, I mean, Josh McCown's out for the year. So, I mean, yeah. wh- wh- why? give me a reason to pick the Jets. Give me a reason. You can't. No one can. It's a rhetorical uh, question. Maybe it's just a funny little joke. <laughs> it's because they're green. It's because their colors are green. Maybe you like the as fact green that as their your logo— shirt. Has their full name in it. You've actually got Jets colors on right now. Like exact yeah. Jet colors. Yeah. I'm supporting the Jets today, even though I'm not picking them. Yeah, you're picking the Chargers. Then we've got the Broncos and the Redskins in Landover, Maryland. The Redskins, three and a half point favorites. I'm going with Kirk Cousins. I do, Well, yeah. here's the thing. I'm mm-hmm. going with the Redskins. However, I wouldn't be surprised if Brock the Cock, Cockadool do wins this game. I would. Because he's now the starter. I would be surprised. I'm going to take really? the Redskins. Really? Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback. I know he's a better quarterback, but Brock the Cock played pretty well in the last game. Yeah. The Thursday, I mean, I know it was the Colts. I know it was the Colts. However, he did have a pretty good game. Then in this one, Buccaneers, Panthers. I'm actually going to go upset here. I'm going yeah. with the Buccaneers to win this game. Good. Ten I'm glad point we're not going to agree on everything. Claw <laughs> picking the picking the Carolina, Carolina Panthers. They got to play for the playoffs. Then we've got Jaguars. We talked about them earlier playing the 49ers. Jacksonville we're probably four and a half the same one on this point favorites. Who you got? Picking the San Francisco 49ers. Damn it! I'm going with Jimmy Garoppolo. At home. At he's, home. Undefeated. he's undefeated. He's undefeated. And they're at home right now. Uh, he's been doing oh, great. I hate it. Uh, I was like, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, he's going to go with the Jaguars. He's no, going to go Jaguars. Jimmy hasn't lost yet. Uh, you can't. You got to ride the heater. Yeah, he hasn't lost yet. The team is playing up right now. Oh. They're, they're trying to ruin their chances at a top 10 you. pick. And yeah, I'm, I thought I had Even you. though I, Jacksonville's the better team, there's no yeah. doubt about it. That defense is going to make life hard for Jimmy. But yeah, I'm picking him. Then we got Seahawks. We got the Cowboys. Cowboys well, you know five point here. favorites. I'm going Seahawks in this yeah, one. Yeah, I'm taking Upset Dallas. Pick, going with the Hawks. Dallas. I think their playoff hopes are still alive. Um, I'm gonna. I, I think Seattle's just doesn't know what the hell's going on right now. I'm just now. gonna do this. I'm just gonna kill your playoff hopes right now. Like I'm just smashing it like a bug, and then you do. I mean, that they're not turn. my playoff hopes. Do, I'm just I'm trying to say the Cowboys. Happen. I'm just smashing those playoff hopes. Then moving my on. My playoff hopes ended like week one. We've got the New York Giants, football Giants, going up against the Cardinals. 
I am going to go with the Giants here, and this will play okay. into like what I said. Giants get the third pick. Colts get the second. Well, I'm pick. glad you picked the Giants here because I'm going to pick the Arizona Cardinals pretty much purely because they're the home team. Okay. Um, I mean, no AP for them. No, no AP and Blaine Gabbert. I I don't know what the Yo hell's Gabba going on Gabba. with that guy. I mean, did you see him throw the yeah. football right at a receiver's head? I I don't know, but I mean, Arizona's not a bad team. Blaine Gabbert's not a terrible quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York is just an injury-filled mess. They are playing up a little bit, but they got to go on the road. It's a little difficult. And the one thing I did not mention, all those Sunday games on Christmas Eve because we yep. got two games on Christmas. So, side note, okay, just because it needs to be said, go ahead. if you are going to anywhere on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, that's um, a game or anywhere like like, like a family party. Okay. And you're going to someone who really hates this whole anthem stuff. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, you know, it doesn't matter what political party they have, what leaning they have. If they are really anti the NFL right now, because there are people who are not watching football games. Mm-hmm. I just want you all to remember that there are people who are not watching football games. So get creative about how you might have to watch your football game this weekend. If you're going to that aunt or uncle who is not going to let you turn on football. A phone. Yeah. Well, my I'm just going. Just turn on my phone. I would be. I would just say, well, my team's playing early, so I mean, mm-hmm. it would be before any party. That's, so that's, I'm okay with that. That's what I would do. I would just have my phone out. But the last two games, we've got first off Steelers and Texans. Yep. I want to. Like, here's the thing. I want to go with the Texans. You want the upset because I want. Well, here's the thing. I want to go with the Texans because if the Jaguars win, they're the number two seed. But I don't think it'll happen. I had the 49ers winning anyways. Going with the Steelers. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick the Steelers just one. because, you know, if it's Sean Watson's there, it's a different story. Yeah. I've been saying that all, all year. Um, I mean, no Antonio Brown for the Steelers, but it ain't going to matter. They Yeah, they got a good enough team without yeah. him. And then the last one, Raiders and Eagles. I'm going to go with the Raiders here. Hey, and there it's, you go. It's like, it's gonna so, this is solely a Viking pick. Like, go with the Eagles. They'll lose. Then they'll beat the Cowboys. We'll be the number one overall seed. And the whole NFC up until and the Super Bowl will go through Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Well, not the whole thing because they obviously will lose the very first game they got to play. No, no, uh, we're going to the NFC title game, and okay. then the whole road goes yeah. through Minnesota. Um, I I think I got to go with the Eagles on this one. Nick Foles is going out and showing that he is just as good as Peyton Manning that one time. Um, <laughs> Seven touchdowns. Not in the only game. is he just as good as Peyton Manning, he's also just as good as, as Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. He you, goes out. You there. want? You told me you're like part of me wanted to pitch the topic of. Should Carson Wentz feel any pressure for his job? Like, is Carson <laughs> – w- my, my my joke that I said to Ricky was I wanted my, the topic to be, does Nick Foles' success with the Eagles <laughs> prove that Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback? <laughs> Just because it would have pissed everybody off. Oh. It would have been entertaining to me. Um, because, hey, you, you know, people go out there and no one ever says Tom Brady's not a good mm-hmm. quarterback. But people go out there and like, yeah, it's just a system. You know, there's those few people out there who say Tom Brady's just a system quarterback, that he's just successful because of Bill Belichick's system. I really want someone to come out and feel free in the comment section. Mm-hmm. Someone to come out and be like, yeah, Carson Wentz really isn't that good. It's just the the Philadelphia Eagles have a really good system right now. Well, and this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. Who do you got winning some of these games? Who do you got losing? Which games are you looking forward to this week? Also, a little housekeeping here at the end. First off, if you loved what we're doing here, you like what we're doing, want to help us keep the lights on here at MVP, check out patreon.com backslash Podcast. If you want to be like Patrick and be on a podcast, whether it's the onside kick, the Primetime Podcast, the Fast Break, the Rick and Johnny Podcast, 
That's how you do it. Got to check that link down below in the description. Also in the description, we're selling MVP t-shirts. You go down. We have all the instructions down there for you to get your own Most Valuable Podcast t-shirt. And then last but not least, if you're on iTunes, you have an iTunes, give us that five-star rating. If you please, it would mean the world to us. And then do the same for the Primetime Podcast, the Fast Break, and the Rick and Johnny Podcast. I want to thank you guys for either watching on YouTube, for listening on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Don't forget that. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.